What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chump Talk. This is episode 212. I am Brady and joined, as always, by Matty P. What's going on, Pulsey? Oh, you know, uh, excited for the episode today. We got we got two cool interviews, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm for that. And uh, coming off a, a heck of a weekend, so... A very eventful weekend. Maybe we Very should, eventful weekend. Maybe we should start there. Yeah. Because yeah, for, bo- for both of us, it started with you and then mine was yesterday. But why don't why don't you give us a quick little breakdown on your events of the weekend? Yeah. So uh, Friday night uh, was, a, was a good night. Uh, hung out with our friends, uh, Eric and Michelle. Uh, had a good night there. And then the adventure started Saturday morning there. Where we left Wellesley uh, to go back to... To list away, Taylor and I, and uh, we were driving two cars, and well, everyone knows how Saturday was weather-wise. It was very, very poor conditions out. All the roads are getting closed in southern Ontario, and unfortunately, we got caught in the middle of that. And Taylor's car ended up actually getting stuck on the road. Yeah. So we were, yeah, <laughs> things weren't looking good for us. We were uh, stuck for about two and a half hours, and then. Next thing you know, uh, we see a, a truck roaring by, and I kind of thought it looked someone familiar, and then yeah. didn't think anything of it. A few minutes later, they come back, and two people start walking towards us, and uh, you know Taylor and I are caught out in the snow snowstorm here, and yeah. <laughs> there it is, uh, Steve Seven, your father-in-law, and yeah. your wife Jill, yeah, <laughs> out to save the day with a couple of shovels, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we did some digging, and then uh, Dave Martin fella pulled our pulled our car out where we were on the road. So he just pulled us back more. We were stuck in a drift. And yeah. So that's how the day started. And uh next thing you know, the day kind of turned into a bender in Linwood. And uh yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a good night. We played some blackjack and yeah, we were yeah, stuck in Linwood. We're not stuck in Linwood, but we we made the decision the second we got out of there that we weren't going anywhere else. Yeah, no one really wants to do more driving right after you got that stuck and and it was it was scary too i at the same point or a bit before i was driving home from work because my work got shut down early and i actually had to i had to stop at one point because there was a car stuck in the middle of the road on my way home i had to like kind of pull over on the shoulder and then me and another guy had to stop and we literally had to push this guy through a snowbank on the middle of the road which is pretty sketchy to do it is they were like they were screwed if if we didn't help push them. It was just it was an older couple. They just had a little car, and the the wife was kind of out like trying to push, but it wasn't Ooh. wasn't doing much. So me and this other guy had to literally push them out of a snowbank on the middle of the road, which is like I said, a little scary. But I didn't really see a, another option at the time. Um, so we did that, and then yeah, your uh, your events were were pretty crazy. Um, vehicle wise the next day then sunday oh, yeah 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 so sun, sunday morning after all that Sorry, I, it's not funny but yeah it's it, well, it's kind of funny but it's not funny um i drive up to my parents cottage sunday morning then uh just by myself in my truck and and i get and i get uh it's right off the 400 um past barry for anybody that knows the area and i got off the 400 to my parents cottage exit and then right away like as I, as I got off the highway and stopped to the stop sign, I had to turn left to go up the hill then. And then I'm pretty much at my parents' cottage. Like I was two minutes from there by that point. And right when I start going up this hill and I, I didn't really have much power. Like I couldn't really, like it wouldn't really gear up to, to get up the hill. Yeah. And so then I knew something was, something was wrong. I basically had to like, that's gotta be a helpless feeling. Yeah. I lucky enough. I was as close as I was. I could basically coast down the hill. Uh, without like stepping on the gas, I could basically coast down the hill. And then I had stepped on the gas a little bit 
but it was making some weird noises. I stopped right when I got to the parking lot, put it in park. And then by the time I went to put it in drive again, I could barely move forward. I couldn't put it in reverse. It wouldn't go backwards. Really? Yeah, I could, I couldn't go forward and, and it was making some bad, bad noises. So about a, about a year ago, this time it was actually pretty much exactly a year ago, family day weekend, the year before, um, my brother who owned the truck before That's me. That's right. That was yeah. actually like exactly a year ago. Eh? Yeah. And it's the same thing. It was a transmission. So Going we're hoping to the cottage go, coming home from the cottage was his, oh, oh. but it was the same truck and the same time of year. And he was coming home from the cottage. He got off the 400 and just couldn't move anymore. So my dad ended up having to come pick him up. And then he came back to the cottage at that point. Um, so his was, his was definitely worse. At least mine was happened right when I got there. So called CAA, they, uh, it's 200 kilometers is free with your CAA membership. And it was 246 back to cross Hill. Really? Which is where they took it. So we had to pay it, pay a little bit, but it's not much CAA actually for a moment like Very that, reasonable. like CAA is awesome. I think everybody should honestly have it. it. It was, so it was $3 a kilometer is what it cost the, uh, Oh, that's not bad then. So $150 to get your, yeah, but imagine, much. but imagine three dollars times two hundred forty-six oh, yeah. kilometers. Yeah, like, I, I'm not a quick math guy. I never have been, but what is That's that? A, I'm gonna seven fifty. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, my brother's truck. I got that towed back. I'd see at the time. Yeah, I got his truck towed from Chesley back to wherever it would have been, like around this area. Yeah, and that was like that was just under two hundred k. So yeah, got lucky there. We have a CAA huge. Uh, Huge, clutch. huge shout out to CA. No free ad reads, but CA, yeah. Cl- yeah. that's clutch. That yeah. is clutch. CA, CA is clutch. Oh, and then uh, today on the way home, I was driving. I, you don't actually know this. I was driving um, my mom's car with my brother and sister because I didn't have a truck anymore. And then my parents were about an hour behind us in my dad's truck pulling the uh, snowmobile trailer. And as we were pretty much getting home, we got a call from my dad that the uh, he blew a tire on the trailer of the snowmobile trailer. No way. So CA is getting another call and, or my brother has to go back. I actually need to talk to him. Like we started recording right when I got home, but he might have to go back with the spare tire. What? So yeah, just a, a tough family day weekend. Maybe the Gerber shouldn't go up to the cottage anymore. Yeah. No kidding. Like <laughs> think... two years in a row yeah. or that or ever just needs to get a Pontiac vibe because those things are built for anything. Yeah. Yeah. You, you probably would have been able to pull the snowmobiles with those, with that then. I mean, yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going up there. We're, we're going up there as uh brothers that yeah. was decided this weekend. Very excited for that. Maybe we'll take the, maybe we'll take the vibe. Uh, we'll pull a snowmobile with the vibe and see, see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I got to get a hitch first, but okay. Yeah. Once you get the hitch though, I don't see any issues after that, but, no. uh, the show today, <laughs> as you said, as you said earlier, we do have two interviews, uh, which we're going to start off with Ike Howard here. We're going to send him, uh, send you to that one. And then we'll, we'll explain the next interview after this. Cause it definitely, definitely a little different from what we're used to, but Ike Howard, um, he's projected to go in the first round really is what I've been mostly seeing. Some have them like in the second. So first, second round, late first, early second, somewhere in there um, in the NHL draft next year, he's playing in the States in the national development program. Um, 
elite prospects actually has a new thing. They do projected points on the year based on, based oh, on really? what they have. So he's projected in 43 games to have 57 points, 20 goals, 37 assists. But as of right now, um, with the U18 team, he does have 18 goals, 26 assists for 44 points. Those projections are for when they play in the USHL, which it's a little bit confusing in the States, how they kind of play in two leagues, but we do go over that in the interview. So, so I kind of, uh, explains that for us but um if you don't know the name now you're you're gonna know it next year because he's gonna be a high draft pick for sure absolutely and that was the second time having him on too by the way yes yes reoccurring yeah we had him on i can't remember what episode it would have been but it was uh for sure a good year and a half ago so yep yep yeah it's uh it was cool to talk to him again and at that point he was like two or three years away from the draft so yeah he's uh, getting drafted this summer so it'll be awesome to see where he gets drafted and keep following his career he's committed to University of Minnesota Duluth next year, I think it is. So yep, that's right. Excited to see what he can yeah. do in the NCAA next year. Definitely. And I think with that, we'll send it over to Ike Howard. Okay, today on the show, we have Isaac Howard joining us. He is currently lighting it up at the U.S. National Development Program, and he's projected first-round pick in the upcoming NHL draft. Ike, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on again. Uh, it's nice having you on for a second time here. I can't remember when we had you on before, but it was for sure over a year ago. So, uh, Do you even just, remember that, by the way? Yeah, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember it was it was on last season, but yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, like not last summer, but maybe the summer before or something like that. But anyway, how have you been doing lately? Where are you now? And just talk about the season so far, so far for you with your success and everything that you've had. Yeah, so so I'm doing good. Uh, I'm back in my second second season uh, with the US NTDP, and uh, you know season season's going good. Um, you know I think we got we got about 16 games left, so kind of at the back half of it. But you know just throughout the season, uh, I've been playing well, and, and our team's been playing well. Um, you know we played a lot of college games this year, which which is a a, a good jump. Having playing against the older kids, so. Just throughout the whole season, I mean, it's been it's been going really smooth. What's the confidence level at right now? Just looking at the points, forty four and thirty seven games, you're second on the team in points. So I'm sure you're feeling pretty good about that right now. But how's the confidence level? Yeah, I mean, I'm always a guy with high confidence, so um, it's just always it's still high, obviously. And uh, you know, I think offensively, I definitely I'm, I'm hitting my stride here late in the season. I got I got a lot more in me the last sixteen or so. Um, a little bit in the season. That's that was. Uh, you know, difficult to find the back of the net, but that always happens every now and then. So, you know, I think um, I'm just excited for the, the last couple of games we got. That kind of leads into my next question. So I was just kind of looking at some scouting reports and everyone seems to talk about how much of a good goal scorer you are. Just uh, has that always been kind of your style of play? And how, how do you work on your shot? And what makes you such a good goal scorer that so many people talk about it? Yeah, I mean, that's... At the end of the day, that's that's what I love to do. You know, I'm on the ice. I want to score. It's it's the uh, it's the best feeling for me. So I think just having that, you know, that knack for scoring goals and and the knack to always to to want to score and, and the passion that I play with um, and the excitement I get when I score. And uh, yeah, I think I've I've always kind of had that had that with me throughout my career. Um, but just working on it, like after after uh, practice, or whatever, staying out, getting some shots, some one timers, and. Uh, just working on it in, in the shooting room and stuff like that. Is there anybody in the NHL that you kind of like model your game after in, in regards to your goal scoring abilities or just someone that you, you watch a lot of tape of, someone that you want to play like? Yeah, I mean, there's a, like, 
like Jeff's like Jeff Skinner in his prime, you know, when he when he had his 40, 40 something goal season, like I like to, you know, kind of same same builds frame. Um, you know, he he's he's a guy like that season because he can he can find ways to score, you know, anyways on a breakaway, two on one, net front, you know, rebounds, whatever. And uh, you know, right now Jake Genzel is a guy I like to watch too. Um, I just think he's smart with the puck all around. Um, you know, again he can. Kind of, I like scoring it in any kind of ways, you know, not just my shot, not just uh, a deke or whatever, you know, getting open, find soft areas and stuff. I was, I was gonna save this till later, but Matt brought up uh, scouting reports, so I, I like to, I like to find some of the scouting reports that guys have on on some of the guests, and I like to read them. So I'm gonna read a few of the short ones, and you just give me like, a, like, yep, you're good with that, or like, <laughs> I'm not, not too sure about that one. Okay, so the, uh, I'll read one that's a little negative, and then, and then two good ones. Um, so, uh, the university of Minnesota Duluth commit needs to get better off the puck and become stronger to be a more consistent player. Is that okay? Are we good with that? Cause well, we can definitely not go with that, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, there's so many opinions out there, you know, like it's just on what game guys seen or, or whatever, but yeah, like I've been, I've been working on my strength all off season mm-hmm. and this season. Uh, I think I'm, I'm a really on my skates and stuff and you know playing without the puck that's that's how i i score most of my goals is off the puck you know because what we what we do is you become you become our friend when you come on chump talk so we'll we'll find out who these quotes are from and if you don't like them we'll we'll get in contact with these guys and (laughs) and make sure they make sure they know their place that guy's name is brock Oten, so he'll be getting uh, brock email email from uh chump talk uh here's one from sam cosentino of sportsnet um, has the ability to find open ice to util- utilize his array of finishing skills. So did you know you have an array of finishing skills? Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I like. That Those are the ones I like. Uh, there you go. Open find the open ice and soft ice. That's, I mean, that is how I, how I get open and score a lot of goals. Okay. Last one. Uh, Howard has very good vision and passing skills. He uses his ability to control the puck to create plays for teammates. He can also be a goal scorer good yeah uh highlighting the playmaking ability there a little bit i think that goes like sometimes can get underestimated with me um but like i think making good plays out there and stuff like that and send guys up perfect okay so you let us let us know if any of these ones you don't like you just give us uh give us a name and we'll do some hunting yeah (laughs) so now now that we're talking about what people kind of think of your playing abilities you take this into your draft year, obviously you're draft eligible for the 2022 draft this off season. Just what, what does the year look like for you when you know you constantly got opinions about you, you know, you got like rankings coming out with drafts, just how do you kind of stay on course and kind of put that all to the side? Cause I'm sure at times it's gotta be a, you know, difficult not to listen to when your name's being talked about and you see a lot of people thinking that you could be a first John draft pick. So obviously uh, there, there's a lot of hype around your name and I'm sure there's hundreds of opinions out there too. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing is just obviously the hockey aspect. Like for me, just obviously blocking that out and going out, going out there and playing. Um, Cause I mean, at the end of the day, all the rankings and all the notes from the NHL scouts and stuff like that that's, that make the you know the decision. So it's kind of easy for me to, to block that out and, and just enjoy the year. And and uh, you know, I mean, it's gonna be a great year. So I kind of just just want to enjoy it and, and block all that extra stuff out. Awesome. Has there been a favorite moment of the season so far for you? And if, if so, what is that? Um, 
I would have to say, you know, being at uh, winning Switzerland was fun. Um, that's definitely up there. We, I think we outscored our opponents like 30 to five or something. We kind of stormed that. Um, I think that was, that was early in the season and uh, being North Dakota was, um, it was the first time NCDP's beaten North Dakota. So we took them down two zero. So that was a, that was a fun one too. You're committed to University of Minnesota Duluth for next season. Just talk about what that process was like for you. Were you looking at other college universities or whatever? What came to that decision? And how long ago did you have to make that decision too, by the way? Yeah, so I, I made that decision my freshman year, so about three years ago. Wow. And um, the, the decision was just, um, you know, I, obviously I want to go the NCAA route over the CHL route. And, uh, you know, I was looking looking and talking to uh, about college. Um, you know, Duluth stuck out to me because they just came off back-to-back national championships and, um, you know, just their ability to, to show up every year and, and win or, or get to the Frozen Four or whatever. Um, you know, that, that excited me because, you know, next year I'm going in or, you know, I want to be in those big games and those big moments. So the fact that they kept doing it year after year, um, you know, I kind of kind of felt like that was a good decision for me. How much contact do they have with you? Because obviously you said you committed in, in your freshman year, though, so that's a number of years ago. So just in, in that time, because that's a lot of time from then to, like, when uh, next season will be coming up. So just how much contact do they have with you during that time? Is it something that you kind of do more in the summers with the university and you just kind of focus on your other stuff during uh, the regular season for your USDP and the USHL, or how does that work for you? Yeah, so, you know, I, I don't think, you know, it's not, it's not like every day or every week or anything like that. Um, I think it's picked up more this year, you know, just texts and calls or whatever, because I'm obviously going in next season. So, you know, I'm going to be playing for them finally, but throughout the first couple of years, um, you know, I was just young. So, I mean, just calls and, and texts or checking in here or there and just kind of, kind of staying in touch. So. Okay. We kind of talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but can you just give a quick explanation? Cause a lot of our listeners will be Canadian listeners. Obviously you're playing in the States right now. So you're on the national development program, but then your team also plays in the USHL. So kind of explain how that works. What teams are you guys mostly playing against? Is there a lot of tournaments? Just give us a quick breakdown on that. Yeah. So, um, the USHL is, uh, the United States hockey league. Um, oh. and that's where you play. Around around I think twenty eight games uh, we play in that league, so that's split between our U eighteen team and U seventeen team. So we uh, we both split. We're technically one team in the USHL, um, and that's just there's a there's a lot of other junior teams in that. Um, so you know we split the games with the U seventeens obviously, and uh, and then the USDP is kind of that's like all of our games. So we're playing USHL. Um, NCAA college teams um, overseas, playing in Switzerland, Finland, Sweden, um, all those teams. Uh, so that's kind of like everything combined. And then the USHL is its own separate league that we do. Right. So you're, the level of competition you're playing against will be changing every game. Yeah. I mean, it's one weekend we could, we could be playing the you know, Chicago Steel of the USHL. Yeah. And the was like a top 10 college team you know it just right. uh all over the place yeah crazy wow yep. and then uh just looking ahead to this the rest of your season here 
Uh, what, what does that kind of look like? And what do you like individually uh, hope to get done just before you head into the draft? I'm sure there's goals or accomplishments that you have in mind uh, before your off season changes up here. Yeah. So um, like I said earlier, we got about 16 games left. Um, and then we got the U18 worlds, which is, um, you know, kind of the bread and butter, what, what we the whole two years, what we've been working up to. So just uh, continue to play good, you know, as a team and individually these last couple couple games. And then, um, you know, U18 Worlds is, is obviously what we've been looking forward to the whole two years. So going out there and, and enjoying it and, uh, you know, with the group that we have, um, we should definitely come back with that golden medal. So that's kind of the focus point here the last couple of months. I uh, want to take a break from hockey for a second. I got a, I got a few questions about your Instagram, actually um first off first off Iceman is the name can you is there some context behind that for us yeah so um you know just the nickname the boys been calling me okay. Iceman ironically my dad used to call me it um as nice. a kid growing up. yeah I'm always on the ice I always wanted to be on the ice so you know I kind of kind of brought it back and you know, I think it's gonna be like kind of official name coming here I'll- soon so I like it. Iceman, Iceman. We'll call you that from now on. Second question about the Instagram. Uh, when it was photo day for the national team, I noticed you have a, you went with the shaved head look. Um, is that, <laughs> it, what, talk me through that decision. Um, that was a decision in, in the summer. So we're supposed to report here like August 30th and uh, me and Ryan Chesley, we work out together all summer and uh, our trainer, is uh he always shaves his head always got a buzz cut or whatever so he's trying to get us to shave our heads because we have to have um short hair um so right. like a week before we left and and he decides to shave his head and i'm sitting there like no chance i'm doing that or whatever <laughs> and then he's kind of like come on you gotta do it yeah you, you gotta do it and i'm you know i didn't want to leave him out to dry so i <laughs> awesome yeah so i went full on buzz cut i uh, love it Wow, that's you know, bold. Not many people will do that. Yeah, you get you're going out on a limb there. Is there a, so you, is there? There's a rule that there has to be short hair with the national development program. Yeah, it's our our strength coach. You know, he always preaches the short hair and and stuff. So you know, mm-hmm. I'm tight, but so I just want right. full cut mode. All right, aerodynamic. I like that. And last, uh, last Instagram question. First of all, there, there's a few elite pictures on here. I think whoever your uh, photographer with the program is is doing their job well. But there is a uh, there is a tarps off working out photo. Uh, I'm just gonna need to hear the thoughts behind that that one. Um, we'll, we'll let you take it from there. <laughs> uh, I obviously got a bunch of ladies following me on Instagram. So there, you I got there you go. There you go. I take the tarp off every now and then, and uh, that's good. <laughs> let them know. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about time somebody answers that question. Honestly, I've asked that before, and guys will be like, "Oh yeah, sure, just happen to happen to be off, and there's a picture." You're honest about it. You just get you got to show what you're working with. Yeah, I'll be honest about that. One, <laughs> <laughs> one more for you here, Yike. Just how much uh, how much do you think about the draft and stuff like that? I'm sure it's been a childhood dream for you. So going into this uh, into this summer here, just. How much do you think about it and what are you looking forward to most? Cause it's, it's gotta be a, a very exciting time for you and your family to, to know that that's coming up and it'll be a, I'm sure a dream come true to be drafted wherever you get drafted to. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely something I've obviously looked up to my whole life. And uh, just the fact that it's, you know, coming this summer is, is kind of nuts and, and crazy mm-hmm. too. You know, during the season right now with all the games, like it's not really on my radar too much. Um, 
but once my season ends in May, like I really won't have anything up until the draft. And that's when I kind of um, start thinking about, you know, what's really coming up and finally getting drafted in an NHL team and, and how special it's going to be. What was your uh, childhood team? Minnesota Wild. So I live about 25 minutes away from the ring. Um, so just going to their games, you know, as my fan, with my parents and stuff, uh, they're kind of my, my childhood team that I got to see most uh, live. So they're nasty this year. Eh? They're, they're yeah. a fun team to watch. Yeah, they're sweet. I just, uh, I just went to a game Saturday night. Actually, we had nice. a go back home and, uh, yeah, they're they're fun to watch with Kaprizov and Fiala and stuff. Like. Yeah, they're 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 uh, steady and their back end's really good too. Um, last one I have, uh, you hear a lot about guys from from the past going into the NHL. There wasn't as much social media back then, so when they're going into the draft, they're not really sure where they're going. Obviously, they'd have an agent that can give them a bit of a range, but the the world we live in now, you can go on your phone and you can see probably already at this point, you could probably see 30 different mock drafts of the first round for the NHL. How hard is it being on social media, just like scrolling and, and you're obviously your name's going to pop up on some things and it's going to start to pop up uh, more as the, as the draft gets closer. Is it, do you try to not follow accounts like that? Or do you like seeing that? Or, or how hard is it to try to stay away from seeing that stuff? Yeah. I mean, you know, I definitely try to stay away from it and sometimes like, I mean, it could just pop up in your feed or whatever, but, um, but like I said, I mean, those, like most of the rankings and stuff, it's not like at the end of the day, it's going to be directly from, from the NHL scouts, the GM. And, you know, obviously they're not out there tweeting who they yeah. like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of putting that into an aspect of things and, you know, just not, not really taking, taking rankings or positive comments or negative comments to heart, you know, it's, uh, you know, something that I just kind of want to block out. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Well, we, we uh, appreciate you doing this. We're going to have to uh, try to keep following along with the career as, as things move up. We'd love to have you back on again. So uh, don't forget about us when you start, when you start getting big and uh, we'll do another interview. <laughs> Thanks guys. All right, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah. Huge. Thank you to Isaac Howard for coming on the show in episode two twelve as a, Always, that episode is brought to you by 519 Tech Services. Before I get into the read poolsy, my mom's actually going to be purchasing a phone from 519 Tech Services because really? he does have he does have phones in stock, and he's much more reasonable price than if you're going to go to the mall and go to one of those stupid kiosks, and then they're going to try to upsell you. They're going to give you all these warranty shit. They're going to Apple 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 uh, what Apple Care? I think they might call it. I don't know. I've never yeah. done it. It seems like the biggest ripoff at all times when you hear that. Peter Giesbrick at 509 Tech Services can fix your phone for a fraction of the price and get it done quicker. So 509 Tech Services, your phone battery dead before the end of the day, having to charge it a couple times a day. 509 Tech Services located in Elmira, Ontario, now offers extended capacity battery placements for most iPhones. They offer fast and affordable pairs for all makes and models of phones, tablets, and computers. Diagnostic testing is always free, and all their repairs are covered by a lifetime warranty against defects. Visit their website at 519techservices.com. .ca or call Peter at 226-444-9927 to get a quote today. And as always mentioned, Chump Talk podcast for 10% off that repair bill. Huge thank you to 509 Tech Services. Now, Poolsy. This next yeah, interview. Thing. Yes. 
uh, episode 80, sorry, was the first one with Ike Howard in case anybody wants to go back and listen to that one. True. Episode 80. That's a throwback. Yeah, Jeez. that is a throwback. We're at 212 pools. That's insane. It blows my mind. How many? I also thought it was, shit. I was going to say like in the mid 100s is when we had Ike on last. Oh but man. It times is. flies, man. Time flies. When you're having fun, right? Yep. Exactly. So this next interview, um, Liam Casey is his name. And, and, uh, I do explain it kind of in the intro to the interview, but, um, we love our Twitter burner accounts. That's something that we've talked about. That's something that we, we, uh, we just go in there, we get in people's mentions, we'll shoot the shit. We tweet our, whatever we want. Um, it's just kind of nice having that, uh, it's kind of like an ultra ego a little bit. And for, for me, I kind of like I'll I'll tweet stuff I'm actually doing and whatever, but you, I feel like sometimes your tweets are something that I would never hear you say, like I would never hear you actually say, yeah. Like so, the odd time you've got a little political, which I find hilarious. That's I, very rare. I it is very rare. You don't you don't often, but you do it, and it's just and some of the stuff you say, it's like it it almost feels like uh it's like a bit of an alter ego of yours a little bit. Oh, it I, is like totally love, like yeah, big cat or no, I didn't say my name there, but uh, oh. <laughs> but, you, but you know what it like you just gotta you know your. Uh, you do whatever you want on your burner yeah. like yeah no you're you're I'm not matt pool on my burner i'm yeah no you know. you're, you're not big cat madamus either right oh what is it Did I... <laughs> okay oh <laughs> yeah all right be doggy oh. 11 yeah <laughs> okay. yeah uh yeah so so anyways i was in i was in some mentions of a i think it was a barstool guy um he tweeted something about um, he's in the mood for trade deadline talk. What does every team or what can every team do to put them over the edge? And my Twitter name is El Sexy Ponikarovsky, and I got a picture of Ponikarovsky, a leaf legend, wearing some kind of raccoon hat. I don't know, I don't know what yeah. it is. It's a funny <laughs> picture. But I I tweeted uh Ponikarovsky comes out of retirement, takes the leafs to the cup, something like that. And this guy that we that you're about to hear from replied saying that he is a he has a funny story from uh Ponikarovsky and Andrebov another leaf legend. So I, I got into his DMS and all of a sudden uh, we have, we have Liam Casey joining us on the pod and, and uh, it's a different pace obviously, but I uh, hope you enjoy it. If you're, if you're a, a leaf guy or not even a leaf guy, cause another story comes out in this that, that we weren't expecting. And it was a great story. Um, the second yeah. story he told, but if, if you're just a, a fan of old, old stories and just hearing, Hearing some throwbacks from people, I think you will enjoy this interview. But we, we uh, right now, I think we'll send it over to Liam Casey. Okay, folks, today we have a bit of a, a bit of a different interview coming on here. Uh, sometimes, sometimes the internet will bring us uh, bring us new friends. And quick little story before we bring in our guest here is I was, I was on the Twitter with my on burner, the burner on, on the <laughs> burner account, and my my name on there is. Uh, El Sexy Ponikarovsky after one of my favorite all-time Leafs, Alexi Ponikarovsky. So I said something in somebody's mentions and I get a reply from a, a different burner account called uh, Dak Coach. Um, I, I like the name. I love the name. And, <laughs> and, and uh, he is saying that he once took Ponikarovsky and Andropov. He's, he met up with them in a tournament. And they uh, and the reply was that they paid him a sum of money to uh, to take him to the hotspots for the bass fishing tourney. So I replied and and uh, we met Liam through this. So we now have uh, Liam Casey joining us to tell us a little story about Alexi Ponikarovsky and Nick Andropov. Liam, how's it going? Good man. How are you guys doing? Good. So it's good. So, good. 
so I guess we should just get right into it. But first of all, it's, it is nice meeting you. It's, it's nice when, yeah, uh, too. nice when you can meet somebody off the internet yeah. like that. It's a little different. <laughs> Um, don't oh, see well. too many bears fans around here either. Yeah. Okay. Actually, let's, many at all, yeah. let's yeah. start with that. So that that's unfortunate. It's been uh, years of mediocrity. So yeah. Well, I've been a bears fan a long time. Yeah. Well, we're... I'm a, I'm a rare Carolina Panther fan around here, so yeah. it's, it's not much better for me. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah for sure. and, and I'm Dolphins, so we can all, we can all uh, relate huh. and not having many, <laughs> not having many winning seasons to look at in the last little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you're a Leaf fan too, I'm guessing. Yeah, huge Leafs fan. Huge Leafs fan in general, but yeah. yeah so so if we go through the sports, you got Bears, Leafs, and then Jays. I think I saw that big Jays fan. Yeah, yeah. And then do you follow basketball? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I follow the Raptors. Okay. Um, I saw that you had a guy on from. Uh, I don't want to screw this up. Waterloo. Or yeah. Laurie last, uh, yeah, yeah. So I I played in the well, we called it the CIS at the time. I guess it's the U now. So okay, that's cool that you're get, that you're getting those athletes some exposure as well because it's yeah. pretty pretty obscure environment. So it was, it was cool. I, mean, I haven't listened to podcasts yet, but I want to jump on. And listen yeah, to it for sure. yeah, def- yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely jump on the train. But let's get into this this uh, fishing because we did we didn't talk about it before because we wanted to hear it right live, but. Um, so you met up with Ponikarovsky and Andropov somehow in a fishing tournament. Do you want to just give us a little breakdown on how first you kind of met up with them and then, and then what happened from there? Yeah. So they were, this is going back, I think it was 12, 13 years ago. They were pretty big on the, uh, the bass tour. I'm not sure if they still are or not, but yeah. anybody that, that knows or that was on tour knows that you'd see them, you know, obviously the off season was, uh, bass season. So yeah. you, you would see them. You know, I, I was the amateur on the pro am lake, so I'd see them once in a while, but yeah, never thought much of it, right? But we were fishing our home lake, so that's Sturgeon Lake. If anyone's familiar with that up near Lindsay, and um, you're you're not supposed to pre-fish the waters or pre-scoot, but everyone does, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I won't I won't even name some guys that have TV shows that uh, do some do some things out there well before a tournament, but it was on a seven o'clock or sorry, Thursday, but seven o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, we saw this boat just whipping across the water. And, uh, so we pull up, we thought we got our boats out and I looked up and the guy knew it was Tony and Antropop. So Cause they're obviously huge. huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge leads. Yeah. I knew who they were. Yeah. Right. So, I, well, I saw, I thought, oh, do I say anything? Like, yeah, maybe I should say something. Like, hey guys, like, heads up like a lot of deadheads out in this lake like they flew right across the uh yeah right across the buoys and we know the lake pretty well and i said there's a lot of deadheads and yeah it was an old logging lake one of those pops up and they had this like man it must have been like 150 dollars bass right <laughs> so i said you guys don't want to you don't want to sink that out here no so he's like oh yeah yeah he goes you guys you guys from here i said yeah 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 we're from here and he said, uh, where's the hotspot? <clears throat> so my buddy, he's uh, he's a little bit quicker on his feet than me. <laughs> and he's like, uh, <laughs> he said, we could tell you, but it's going to cost you. <laughs> and so they laughed. And they were speaking in Russian. We were getting our boats all docked up. And he comes back and he's like, how much is it going to cost? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, whatever. I you know, I is, wasn't thinking what so is this Ponikarovsky doing the talking or Andropov? It was actually Andropov. Yeah. So they went back and forth and 
they kind of they settled on a on a wage how much or on a sum how much it was going to cost so i said okay so i said you're allowed to fish in a tournament up until seven o'clock the night before on a friday right or scout the, scout the lake at seven o'clock horns go off you got to be here, right so we said meet us out here same spot 4 30 we'll take you over to to where the hot spots are to where you know growing up on the lake we know where to go yeah so we took them over and we showed them both and, it, and we told them, I said, if we're going to one, you split off and go to the other. Yeah. Because we don't want to be in the same spot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So first day, horns go off. We all head out. So they're following us right to where the split <laughs> off is. So we split off left. And we're not really that, you know, it's an okay boat, but not what they have. Yeah. So he just turns around and rips straight past us and heads exactly where we were going to. <laughs> we no way. To- <laughs> we had to split we had to split off and go the other way to where we didn't want to go we just kind of showed them two spots that were decent but one was where we were going was where yeah. where we knew they were going to be hitting so we had to go up to the other spot I'm like well i said no kind of I, I was a little pissed off about it and my buddy's like don't <laughs> he's like don't worry about it yeah i guess he he got all of his uh entrance feet back and then some so <laughs> and that was it. And I, th- I think they finished top five too. If no I way. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was, like, it's not a lot of money to them. Obviously, I think they're making like seven sheets at the time. Oh yeah. But I mean, it was like a fair sum of money for us to get in top five, right? So oh, for sure. Wow. <laughs> so, so they did you get to talk to them after at all? Like, were they did they thank you or were they kind of what were they like? Uh, we saw them the Saturday night, not the Sunday. So. The Saturday, once we all docked again and got out, like everyone, you know, typically has a few drinks or whatever like that. So yeah, um, talked to them a little bit, but it seems like I you know I should say it on there, but I guess because since they kind of ripped us off a little bit, like yeah. took our spot, their English <laughs> yeah. wasn't as good as it was the day before. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, they 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 took your spot, but I'm guessing that some money was pretty decent. Are, are you uh, allowed to tell us how much they ended up paying to to find that hot spot? Yeah, it was fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Couple, yeah. couple of Leafs legends. Yeah. How big is Antropov yeah. looking person? Because you just remember seeing him on TV when we were younger. But that guy, I just remember him being in just an absolute mutant. Well, I'm six two, and when I was standing next to him, like uh, he had to be, I think six five, six, but like oh, yeah. big though. Like I yeah. thought he was kind of like one of those. Lanky a little oh, bit. So he was one of the, yeah, oh, skinny fat kind of guys, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he was like, he was pretty well put together. He was a big guy, but Pony was a big guy too. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I he, you, you'll remember more than us, but when those guys were playing and the, when they were at their best, I I loved watching those guys. Oh, so did I. I don't know. I thought they were, they were kind of both underrated at that time. They didn't have much of a cast around them. No. Grabowski. Yeah, Grabowski, Kuhlman. Yeah. Jason, Blake. Jason Blake. Jason yeah, that's Blake. That. Yeah. yeah, we could yeah. probably. We, who else? Like, is that like Chad Kilger's time, or is was he like taking his slap shots then? Uh, I gotta remember. Vesta Toskala probably. I met Kil- I met Kilger actually at uh, at the ACC. The guy had the biggest hands. <laughs> we, we had, really? Yeah, my my brother used to work for Ken Dryden. Oh yeah. Another crazy story with that, but anyway, I'll leave that. Um, oh, well, you can he tell got, it. Uh, 
don't know if I can. No. <laughs> it's kind of, it, well, I mean, okay, it kind of start, it starts really bad, but it ends up kind of funny. But my brother, who's two years older than me, yeah, was a couple of days before, a couple of days before Christmas, the year of the NHL locker, but they didn't, where they didn't play, and I can't remember yeah. what year that was. Like oh oh seven maybe. Maybe it was 07, yeah. It was a few oh. days before Christmas. He yeah. was in an absolute, and his uh, his wife was killed. And uh, we went up to Ottawa because he worked on Parliament. He worked for Ken Dryden. And uh, so a bunch of us went up, and we it was over Christmas, and there was all kinds of stuff. Like, we were there for almost two weeks. We had to rent a, a suite there. And the one day he said, uh, hey, do you want to come check out my office? I'm like, yeah, man, if I can go to Parliament Hill and, you know, I know it's Ken Dryden's office too. Like that'd be really cool. Yeah. So we went and uh, I went right into Ken's office and I was checking his pads. And he had uh, his stick, the one that he was leaning on from the, the summit series in there. Okay. That's awesome. all these pictures. It was like, it was so cool. Anyway, it yeah. was like, oh, it should have been like a wing in the hockey hall of fame, but on his desk was uh, a piece of paper with Gary Bettman and his cell phone number on it. Oh, no way. <laughs> and I got, I got the stupidest memory for remembering phone numbers. And I don't know why. Like, I, I can't remember anything else, but you give me a phone number. I can remember. I can almost remember it to this day. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. So we went back and a bunch of the boys came up. And uh, yeah, it was probably like 3, 4 in the morning. We're up playing poker. <laughs> We've been drinking all night. You know how it goes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so I started telling my buddies about it. And my buddy's like, yeah, no, no, I don't know. You swear on this podcast or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, shit, you didn't, you didn't get Gary Benton's phone number. I'm like, I swear to God, I did, man. <laughs> I said, I remember it. So I told him, and he pulls in his flip phone, and he uh, he calls it, and it goes to Gary Benton's voicemail. Like, it oh. rings to his voicemail. <laughs> no way. And he has it on speaker, and he's like, holy shit. He goes, that is actually Gary Benton. <laughs> Dude, I thought I, honestly, I thought it was gonna just be his office and we get like a secretary or somebody with his actual cell phone. Jeez. So we thought we talked to him for a minute. So anyway, he calls back and I won't say his name, but he's he's in the military, probably wouldn't want me using his name. Yeah, that's just fair. like hey Gary, it's so and so, and I gotta tell you, I'm sick of this fucking lockout. <laughs> and he went on for about two minutes until at, at that time like the message ran out and beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just ripping Gary Bettman a bit the lockout. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, oh. I, I can only imagine him getting that because I mean, like we got four o'clock in the morning. But yeah, sorry. Long story short, so through uh, through Ken Dryden to that contact, um, we were able to go like kind of back. We got his seats. Remember when he he was part of the the Leafs? Ken Dryden, just the president yeah. at the time. Yeah, 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 it was all around the same time. So. We got the grand tour. We got to go in for um, pregame skate. And then we got to go in the change room and got a whole tour of the facility. That's where I saw Chad Kilger. So. Nice. Wow. <laughs> a long that's way to get back to that point. But yeah. that's where I met Kilger. <laughs> it, there's, uh, I was going to say, when you saw that phone number, there's a lot of people that would pay some decent money to get their hands on Gary Bettman's phone number. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And this was like before like social media and any of that. Yeah. Right? There was none of that. So it's like, I didn't even have a cell phone. Yeah, so it's not like you know I could text your buddies or whatever. It's just yeah, the one guy at the table that had a cell had phone a, had a flip like, phone. <laughs> That's yeah, incredible. Like, should, should we call him? Like, yeah, 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 we're gonna call him. So, yeah, I gotta yeah. call him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, since yeah. you're uh, since you're a diehard Leafs fan, we before uh, we end this year, we definitely got to ask about what your thoughts on the team this year. Obviously, uh, they're looking good this regular season, just like they do most regular seasons. But 
uh, come playoff time, what are your thoughts on the Leafs? Do you think they're capable of making it past the first round, or are you still looking to add? Honestly, I'm a little concerned uh, between the pipes, and I know that's not, you know, that's a hot take. Yeah. But um, Campbell, like, he looked good at the beginning of the year. I think that, you know, the Leafs are keeping teams to the outside, and he yeah. was in a good position. And now, you know, teams have kind of kind of figured out the Leafs' defense a little bit. They're getting, they're getting inside and getting in tight. I just – he's making me nervous. He's never played a full year. Like, I can't – Yeah. You know what I mean? As a starter, I can't imagine, like mm-hmm. – I don't know. He's got me a little bit nervous, but I think, I mean, this is the best team I've ever seen. I've been watching them since like the early eighties. Like, yeah. I mean, but I always worry though, cause you know, when the playoff, when it's playoffs, like that's when the hitting starts, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things, things tighten up, but I, I don't, I hope they're built for that. I don't yeah. know, but I'm nervous between the pipes. So. Yeah. I, I kind of, what, what makes me more confident this year. And I know, Matt and I, we've been having this argument all season. I, I always get pretty high on the Leafs and Matt this year. You're staying pretty strong to nothing matters until playoffs, which I, you got to yeah. do what you got to do. I, I just choose to enjoy the uh, success they're having in the season. But I think with their bottom six forwards this year, and it's it's kind of been like a rotating door, but with that third line of Kasha and Camp and Mikheyev, I think is there – uh, Maybe maybe Engvall's on that line sometime, but it doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. I think I think that bottom six is what's really gonna put them over the edge in playoffs. And then between the pipes, I don't hate that. I don't hate that take. I I do I do uh, think they should work Mrazek in a lot more to end the season. Because if yeah. Cam, if Campbell like when he has rest, he's been playing really good. Like the last two years, he's kind of proven that now. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I've yeah. said a lot of stupid stuff on Twitter and. <laughs> I, I I don't continue to, but I've been huge on. Uh, like I, I think they need to take a run at Flurry. Like I think if the team, oh, Dub- I couldn't imagine that. Uh-huh. But Dubas Dubas put his head on the line, right? Like he said, this is this is the year. Like he's yeah. all in. This is the team. He's committed to this team. Um, I think if he got cup aspirations, I think if you know if, she, if you get a third team in or Chicago eats some cap, yeah, you know. I, I think that looks like maybe a first or Dick Robertson package with something. Yeah. To get him to e-cap and get a third team in. But I don't know. Like even if he's not starting, just I yeah. don't know. That's kind of where my head's at. No, I, I, I need some confidence look, between the pipes. I'm not I, I don't have it right now with Cam. If there's one goal you trust going into a playoff series, it'd be Flurry's pretty high up there on that list, I think. Yeah, top five in the yeah. league for sure. And just before yeah. we started recording this, they just freed up another million and a half because Dezingle just got claimed from the sharks so yeah, that that yeah. uh that trade that just happened richie went to the coyotes for zingle and uh don't know how to say his last name labushkin or something the defenseman <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. labushkin i'm actually i i'm excited about him i'm excited to see what happens with him he's just a from what i've read and what i've seen of him he's just like a guy that we're not going to talk about too much which is what they need what you really. need yeah probably a good thing yeah yeah exactly. absolutely yeah well, Liam, this is this is uh this has been fun. And if there's if there's any more yeah. stories, if there's any more stories that ever come up, you got the open invite to come back whenever you want. And and hopefully Absolutely. uh hopefully you're you follow along with uh jump talk as we keep going here. Yeah, I'm gonna for sure. That All was right. fun, guys. I appreciate it. All right, man. It yeah. was it was right. nice meeting you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, guys. Take care. See ya. Thank you. You too. Huge thank you to Liam for joining us on episode two twelve. Poolsy, what do you think of that? 
uh, honestly, like I love that kind of stuff. Like I know it's like now we have our Matthews or Murder and Elon or Javaris or whatever, but yeah. for me, it all started back in the day with guys like Antropov and Ponovskarovsky and you know yeah. all the other guys like the Cabrales, the Toskala, like all those McCabe. guys that you remember. Yeah, McCabe, like all the guys you remember so well from your yeah. your childhood. And at that point, you know, we thought the Leafs were destined for greatness, and unfortunately, yeah. they weren't. But <laughs> uh, you know, it's just yeah. it's just awesome. Like those guys, like I don't know, mm. it's just. Yeah. It's just different. It's cool to hear those stories because you don't really think about what the guys do away from the rink. All yeah. we, you know, all the public talks about is what they're doing out the rink, what they're saying in the interviews, what they're doing in the game. And yeah, could you? I mean, to see the interest those guys had in their fishing and how serious they were about <laughs> yeah. it, and just like the and stories just, of them taking just, the spot on them, like yeah, and just threw over fifteen hundred bucks for to to find a good. Uh, yeah, just to have a good day. Yeah, fishing. Why, yeah. Not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, but the the other story about finding Gary Bettman's cell phone number, just yeah. like seeing it randomly. Could you imagine in the days of social media? He said after that the only one guy in his group even had a phone. But could you imagine now if somebody got a hold of that and it got tweeted out or something that like Gary Bettman would within the five minutes of that tweet going out, he would need to like change his, his phone number. plan would be canceled yeah. he, it would be canceled immediately because that would be that'd be a, a, an absolute shit show but that is uh that that's a good one and and i uh we kind of talked after poolsy we just want to get on random people more like that yeah like if anyone like obviously like the people that are listening maybe they haven't had an experience like that but yeah. just like any name like i don't care who it is like any story like that with like someone yeah. you know like it's just it's amazing to hear and mm-hmm. it's something that you don't get to hear very often because those yeah. people the only way you can find those stories is by you know like just the random luck of yeah. bringing it up and it's like something that they have in their memory bank but yeah because you know you don't that stuff isn't like posted anywhere in social media so totally got lucky with that but man yeah. it was unreal like unreal so i i think what we'll say and i i think uh this would be something I'd be excited to do. If you or anybody you know that's listening has some kind of story of meeting an app, uh, an athlete, um, just out out in the wild, just anywhere, and and there's any kind of story that comes along with it, hit us up because we'd love to have you on. Um, and I think we'll just look for like, especially when we get our new studio too, Poolsy. I just want to get in there and just interview anybody. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, we're, honestly, like it's we're gonna keep amazing. Everyone's experienced different stuff. There's yeah. always cool things that everyone has seen it, differently or whatever. And and if we're being honest, the, those people are probably gonna be more energetic and more excited to come on than most athletes are, anyways. Yeah, that's true. A, a lot of athletes, and who doesn't enjoy a story like that? Like that's just incredible. Like yeah, it is. It is. It's uh yeah. So so give us your feedback on that too. If you listen and you, and you thought it was dumb, let us know it was dumb. And if you if you liked it, tell us you liked it. Um, because that's yeah, it was it was fun for us to do, and that's just a just keep it a little different, you know, because we're we're mm-hmm. we're into one episode a week territory. It's just gonna be coming out every Wednesday. So I hopefully uh, every Wednesday we can just add something a little different to it, just to to uh, spunk us up a little bit. Does that does that make yep. sense? Keep a good mix. Keep a good mix. Yep. Keep the good vibes rolling. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, G O V? What's that? Good vibes. No, oh, yeah, G V O. Good vibes only. <laughs> GVO, that's us. Good vibes only here at Chump Talk Enterprises. Enterprise? I don't know. I thought we were going with like incorporated or something. Incorporated. <laughs> Oof. Bless me. Gesundheit. Wow. Thank you. Yes. That uh, was bold. Yep. No, it had to be done. I don't know. I got some. My parents' cottage, I, I don't know if I'm allergic to something up there, but the whole drive home, I've been sneezing my mind out. So got to get that looked at. 
hey, we got to talk about it. Leafs made a trade. They did. Nick Ritchie and uh, I think conditional second or third or whatever it is. Yeah, for... it, was, it was their choice. They had a choice. Arizona. On the year of the draft pick or is it depending on? I think it's so what it is, it's either they get next year's third round pick from the Leafs or, or 2025. Yeah, Second which is round. I actually heard is like the like the like the Latest. late like the farthest year of a draft pick you can offer is twenty twenty five right now, and it's a second rounder that they offered for that. Which that trade seems like a trade we would make in BGM mode. You just go down to the furthest trade you can offer and give a first rounder. Yeah, <laughs> we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that when we come to it. Kyle Dubas is kind of taking a page out of our books a little bit. Yeah, but no, imagine that five or ten years from now. So that draft pick will happen in a few years. 10 years from now, you'll see the, the history tree or whatever oh, on this chart. Yeah, and the second round guy that Arizona gets will be some stud or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then then you'll be like, oh, you gave up Nick Ritchie for the next one. Yeah. You traded Nick Ritchie for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, Leafs, Leafs fans will find a way to spin it. And especially if it's a fan that likes the trade now, if it doesn't work out in the future, they will flip in the second. Leafs. We might, and we're part of it, but I don't want to say we're part of the issue. We might be the most annoying fan base on the planet. Yeah. Well, Other than one thing I will say, says, Yankees it sounds fans. like we are. Yeah, yeah, Yankees fans. Yankees fans, and probably Cowboys fans if we lived in the States. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, like I, I don't want to push chump talk into that category, and I don't want to push you and I into that category, because <laughs> most Leaf fans, I actually can't stand them. Reading them on Twitter. It is annoying. In the comments, they're so extremely negative. Sometimes you're pretty negative, too, and you have to be... Well, you're kind of like, just like the exact oh. opposite of what you said you'd be after the playoffs ended last year. What are you talking about? Like, you're just like, all super excited, all super happy about the Leaf success this season. Yeah. After the playoffs last year, you were a changed man. You were talking the shit, saying... Yeah, like I don't care until the playoffs next year, and mm-hmm. now you're right back to you. You were at this point three months ago, to be I honest said, with you. Uh, I said and things. You can't mean, deny that. I'm, I said, I'm talking right now. Yeah, go ahead. And you're well. I'm just saying, like, like you you heard it in that interview with that guy. You were even talking about like how whatever please you with this team this year. It don't mean shit. Like I don't care if the Leafs come first in the regular season. I don't care if they don't lose another game this year. It all depends on the playoffs. Like I really don't care, and it just like it kind of like irritates me a little bit every time you say like you're just like giving props on the Leafs this season that's the exact same shit you've said the last five seasons ever since the Leafs have had Matthews when they got Tavares Nylander's development Marner's development you've said the exact same comments the last five years and it irritates me that you're saying the exact same shit every year after last year you were changed you were negative after Leafs got put out you were different you're not necessarily any negative but just like coming to a realization with what this team was and you're right back to where you are now. And it honestly drives me nuts because are you like, done yet? No, I'm just saying like, it drives done? me nuts. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. What? Okay. I, I just wanted to get that off my chest because <laughs> I've heard you say like, especially over the last few weeks, you've said that quite a few times. What said what I, exactly? Just how like high you are in the Leafs this year. Yeah. Well, it doesn't you know matter. Dude. It doesn't matter. There's things that you can look at in the regular season regular season doesn't matter is the stupidest take oh yeah here we, it doesn't that's those are your words after the leafs got put out last year the regular obviously, season doesn't matter. obviously when your team gets put out of playoffs you have 
I would say you have your own words. You you have 48 hours when your team gets put out of playoffs to say whatever you want and it can't be held against when since you just made that rule up three seconds ago. That is absolutely I think that's a pretty fair rule. I think that's pretty fair rule. I think that's a pretty fair rule. Says who says you, the guy that's getting attacked right now because he knows he's in the wrong. Buddy, buddy, you our childhood growing up, the Leafs would lose one game. Sure, I'm maybe too positive. You're way too negative. You, for a while, I'm you're not a, negative. I you, think the Leafs are playing. You were talking amazing. about being a Jets fan like four years or whenever they came in the oh league. You're like, gosh. oh yeah, Leafs lost again. I might actually become a Jets fan. Like, where's your loyalty? Oh At gosh. one point, you were picking between two football teams. You literally said you were a Panthers fan, but you had a Bears sweater on and a Bears hat. And you're like, yeah, I like the Bears. You too. cannot bring this. You're like, you're you, like, no, oh, no. Maybe, maybe like if they both went to the, went to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't care who win because they're both my teams. Okay, that is that's the kind of fan different. you are. No, so you can come at me saying I'm too I've positive. At least I'm Panthers loyal to my team. I just started following football like five years ago. If that, and then two years later, all of a sudden you're since you're to... born, you cannot even relate that to the same conversation. You're just an absolute defense mode because you're getting ambushed and you don't even you have nothing on you. Oh, you don't I... even have a shield. You don't have a weapon. You're just getting shot <laughs> at right now. I don't need that shit. It, I'm just juking. Just... I'm just juking that shit. Juking. I don't need a shield or a sword. Oh. I'll come at you with just pure pure agility you, no you are those least fans on twitter that's exactly i am not those le- the least just fans because on you don't twitter put your thoughts more. on twitter no Leafs fans are negative okay, no listen to me yeah well no not necessarily but the guys that there's there's a mix of both you know that there's a mix yes, of both there's for sure you're that like super excited super overly positive like oh yes the leafs are the best team in the league blah 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 never blah, said blah. that i've never year. said that i've You've never said, said it's a different year you said this is it a is a different year. this year is different okay and we can go back to this. Just clip. like it was different last year. And no, just like last, after the Leafs last... got put out last year, it, you know, I, I don't care until it's the playoffs next year. But no, you know what? There's, you have a grace period to say irrational things when your team gets put out. Okay. Well, just, just, no, I didn't know that because you're literally just made that up within the okay, last couple yeah, minutes. Yeah. You know here, what? So if, if we're just going to keep making rules along the way, I'll remember that. But okay. Sure, you, please you please do. You make up rule. some rules. I don't need to make up rules because I spit the truth. What are you? Are you writing something down right now? No, I'm just like play, I'm fidgeting. Yeah, geez, because you're all fired up. Which you know what? Whatever I'm we not can fired look, up. We, we can look back on this clip when the Leafs do win the first round. But um, oh my god, yeah, of course. But we don't look at the clips last year when you said you were going to be this fan, and now you're being that fan again. They bought. They bought. Now oh, there's gosh. nothing I can do when they they make great signings. Kyle Dubas just made a great trade. Uh, Labushkin's gonna. He could win the Norris this year. Mike, Michael Bunting could win the Calder. He's now leading all rookies in scoring. <laughs> you know what? Okay. okay. I'll, I'll stick to my guns. I'll whatever. Stick to your guns. You've already changed your guns. Whatever, man. Whatever. How many guns are you going to do you have on you? Like, I usually carry two. Glock oh, in my right, Glock in my left. <laughs> Dude, you're like a mood ring. You're just constantly changing your thoughts on the Leafs. I, I, I am a little moody at times. Uh, I, I'll admit that, but you don't have to go at my my personal character. <laughs> I'm coming at your thoughts towards the Leafs because okay. everything you say eventually contradicts what you previously said. I wouldn't say that's true. Not everything, but there's I would a say lot. There's, I would say there's one episode. There's a I was, lot. I was, I was done on the Leafs for one episode. No, no, you yes. weren't. Yes. You were episode. strong on that for a little while after Leafs got put out. One episode. And I knew you'd Obviously, give that like this again. I, I could have predicted this back in the year of 1997, but yeah, so could have I. Obviously, I know I'm going to come back to it. 
That's what I do. This, I'm not I'm saying loyal. I'm still supporting I'm loyal. I still I'd watch 95% be, of Leaf games. Loyal than sit How am I not negative? loyal? I watch 95, 95% of Leaf games. I just don't think you why, can why can't you any a little, success why can't until you have, you have a, playoffs. Why success. can't you have a little bit of joy when they win a good game then? Or they play I well? Do. No, you that's don't. why I watch like, them every game. No, you if watch I didn't enjoy watching the like, Leafs, oh, I wouldn't watch them. You're like, oh, that's a sick win against Carolina. That game they beat Carolina, that felt like a playoff game. You're like, ah, that's a sick win, but it doesn't matter. And maybe yeah, you're right. True. Maybe you're right. It doesn't matter. But why can't you just let me enjoy a good regular season? What's the point in watch? I'm going to sit down tonight and watch the Leafs destroy the Habs. That could suck because this episode's coming out tomorrow and the game already happened. But I'm going to sit down and watch that. And am I just not supposed to enjoy them killing the Habs? I never said that. Are you I just said, don't it? be the guy that just thinks the Leafs are destined for greatness. I don't think it's the same thing every year. Greatness. The Leafs are near, I, I the think Leafs it's had different. their most points ever. Was it last season or, or they were having their most points for percentage? You and know what? Like league, you know what's working the Leafs Leaf history and the over 100 years of Leaf history. That's what they were having last year or the year before or whatever. You want to know what's working the same thing this year? And what's that? You know who the Leafs are like most likely going to play in the first round as of right now? And it's and it's and it's decently likely. Tampa, Florida. It's Florida Panthers. And do the Florida Panthers have playoff success? Don't know. They've never been the team they are. Well, last year they were. And they lost no, in the first round. They're different this year. Oh, here we go. They are. They are. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. And you know, you know who they are. I don't you think know, different you this know year Florida year. is last year they were a better. juggernaut too. This year they're still Dude, a Bobrovsky couldn't save a puck last year. Bobrovsky's a top ten goalie in the league this year. Is that true? Yes, it is. He's top ten. In what statistically, wins? yes. Statistically, just, well, just look at the save percentage, look at the goals against. I will. I will. Or the wins are there I too. I will. Okay. Okay. I'm scrolling down here, scrolling down. Uh wins, he's third. He's got a lot of wins. He obviously oh, plays for that's not bad. Uh, goals against average. Don't see him for a little while here. Uh, okay, yeah. But look at the guys that are at the top. They're guys that have played like three games. The top four are, yeah. But after that, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. He's not in the top Just 30. the top yet. four. That's it. Okay, go to fine. Whatever. Whatever. I, I'm done with you. Yeah, no, that's fine because I feel that's really good great. about this. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, I hope you're having a good family day. I, I'm, glad I, yeah. I'm glad you're not my family. But... Uh, <laughs> good episode poolsy whatever whatever you, you whatever you know what i just like uh that. think about it i know you have points write down your points for next no, week no i i like that you came at me and i'm not going to concede by any means but i uh i do see where you're coming from and and uh but I, you just have to know i can't help it and you already do know that so i know you can't help it and i can't help it sometimes either but yeah. at the same time i don't care at all about the points this season in the regular season like that just doesn't mean a thing yeah. to me okay no. It doesn't mean a thing. Okay. If they make the playoffs as an eighth seed, I don't care. If they make it as a first seed, I don't care. It all depends how many wins they get in the playoffs. End of story. Okay. Are you still like, will you be cheering for them positionally to see who they would play though? No, like, I don't care who they play in the first round. You don't care who it is? No. If when you... the least are this team everyone talks about, they it shouldn't matter who they play in the first round. I dis- I disagree with that. Okay, well, yeah, let's have another first round playoff exit then. Doesn't matter. You got to get over the hump. I don't care who you play. You got to get over the hump. That's all that matters. Negative Leaf fans at it again. Nope, that's just realistic. Leaf fans at it again. See you next week, everybody. (laughs) See ya.